1: And live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. DDW Revoid. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You
0: remember Dippin' Dots?
1: Yeah, I do. It
0: looked like a Dippin' Dots truck just poured over in my front yard. Strange stuff. Oh, hello. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the one and only NFL strategy show, AwesomeO.com, presented by Jock Market. Christmas Day is almost here. It's the eve of Christmas Day which means, well, it means it's Christmas Eve. It also means that we've got a great show for you, two games for the Christmas day, two game slate. And if you're not gonna be around to check all of that out, understandable, you're with family, you're traveling, whatever it may be, but we got you covered right here. Gonna give you everything you need to know heading in to the 25th of December to get ready to rock for Cleveland Green Bay and indianapolis and who are they facing oh yeah arizona (laughs) i'm dave lochran l-o-u-g-h-y at Lafay underscore d i should say at l-o-u-g-h-y underscore d for those of you podcast listeners it's still early bear with me here on the east coast and matt Savoca hanging out in beautiful pittsburgh pennsylvania you can find him at draftaholic what's going on brother how you feeling this morning
2: Hey, I am happy to be here. You've already shocked me twice already, and it's eight oh four a.m. on the East Coast. First of all, I've never heard snow described as dippin' dots, but I totally get—I totally get what you're saying, right? I get what you're saying. Ice not a bad, not a
0: bad descriptor,
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Ice cream of the future. Don't know when that future is necessarily for dippin' dots, but I, I get what you mean with snow. And uh, yeah, the eve of Christmas Day is the—that's the first time I've ever heard it christmas eve described that way but that is technically correct
0: when it when it's early like this and the brain's not functioning well <laughs> i just spout off random nonsense and you know what it's gonna catch on eventually but yeah dipping dots was the ice cream of the future and apparently the ice cream of the past because nobody eats that shit anymore which is kind of funny i remember you'd go to a mall where if you remember i'm not sure if you some of you may not know what a mall is. a mall is a <laughs> a brick and mortar location where you could walk into and shop and, and you could be around other people. It's an odd an odd phenomenon that, that no longer exists. But yes, malls used to have dip and dot stations all over the place. We still have malls, by the way, and there's still people that, that, that frequent them. But it's not the same as it used to be, Matt. Bring it back 15 years ago because you're not that much younger than me. Things were oh. a whole lot different, man.
2: I, you're absolutely right. I caught the tail end of it, but like mall was the scene like that's where you went to see people yeah you just like had serendipitous meetings maybe you heard like a girl you liked was was going there so you found some reason to go then they added movie theaters to the malls like that was legit
0: the food courts you'd hang out in you know they had some good chinese food always at the one that i would go to Mm -hmm. i don't know you seem like someone that would frequent hot topic what no,
2: just, no. Just, Were you an <laughs> yeah, Abercrombie guy? You just like, just, just destroys you... <laughs> you as you walk by.
0: Were you an A and E guy, or uh, American Eagle, or an Postel guy?
2: uh Not really. Uh, to be honest, it was like H and M, maybe. But like, so H
0: and M didn't or... exist when I was in high school.
2: Yeah, I was like, like a Pac
0: Sun guy. Yeah. Remember Pacific Sunwear? Oh yeah. Yeah, I was a Pacific
2: Sunwear guy. Did you have- Did you have airwalk sneakers too? No, no, no.
0: Dude, I skateboard. I was like DFS. No, no. Now I don't. Wait, is it DFS? Tyler, was it DFS? The skate. How can I not remember this? It was, I think it was. I think it was actually DFS shoes. Maybe not. No, I don't know.
2: I don't don't remember that.
0: I I guess, I guess it wasn't, which is weird because I used to wear them. Someone will tell me what it was. Again, it's very early in the day um i didn't rock a lot of dcs but yeah i skateboarded now i just literally can't remember what the name of the brand was that i wore someone's gonna tell me anyway we're happy to have you guys with us all we're gonna have some low live totals today it's early i mean it's what five o'clock on the west coast but hit that thumbs up if you're in here i know most of you already have you're the ride or die awesome people and we appreciate you for that we wish you a very merry christmas and uh tyler i love that we could fit all of that into the sidebar Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. What movie is that from, Matt? Home Alone. Thank you. you see, you're not Matt Gajeski. Matt Gajeski legitimately would not know what movie that's from. Wouldn't.
2: That's a shit. That one is a classic,
0: man. I'm going to so give good. you to the count of ten to get your no-good, rotten, filthy keister off my property. One, two,
2: ten. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, fun story about that. That is not a real old movie. They just, They just made those scenes for home alone you know i i i
0: i only knew that because i actually googled to see what it was and it doesn't exist but <laughs> right. it's so it man what a good movie i just from top to bottom fantastic like they never should have made home alone three you agree right
2: i can't say i remember home alone three I, well it wasn't two, with macaulay Culkin. oh well I, I literally don't think i've seen it yeah
0: me neither Anyway, let's get this started. Oh, and uh, hit that subscribe if you haven't done so yet. We're at 69,200. Uh, we're trying to get to the coveted 69,420 for Alex Baker, who has been dreaming of this day for a long time. Someone said yesterday, it's never been about the money. It's been about getting 69,420 by Christmas day. Wait, um, on
2: Christmas, that would be magical. Oh, absolutely. Does that break YouTube if it happens on Christmas? We're not opposed yeah. to it happening today, the eve of Christmas Day, as Laffy says.
0: It would be the best. So anyway, let's, let's make this happen. We've got two games to talk about. We're going to make this one a little bit more concise for you guys just because there's a lot of traveling. A lot of people don't have the same type of time uh, dedicated to this that they usually do. It won't be a marathon matchup show. I'll tell you that much. Uh, so, Matt, let's dive into it. Cleveland and Green Bay. Look, as of now, I think we have to proceed under the... The, the notion that Baker Mayfield and Landry are active. I think they will be, right? We'll, we'll find out. They're both going to be eligible to be activated. So keep that in mind. Now they just have to test negative. Um, but Kareem Hunt, who's on the COVID-19 list, also is dealing with that ankle. He wasn't going to play anyway, and Kevin Stefanski already does not anticipate him to play. So as of now, I'm projecting Mayfield, Landry in Kareem Hunt out. What about you?
2: Yeah, that's the same for me, but This is so difficult because we talked about this on the matchup show this week where we don't have any of the typical indicators of a player leaning towards in or out. We literally just have to say, this is the timeline. This is when they went on the list. Hopefully they, they pass all the things they need to in order to get back onto the field. We do have them projected in right now. And obviously Landry and Mayfield being in this game makes the shootout potential a whole lot higher. And you probably say with that trio of Landry, Chubb, and mayfield obviously they probably are underrated as seven and a half point underdogs on the road right now but without them i think you see a game plan that's similar to last week against the Vegas raiders where you just lean on nick chubb as much as possible and see how far that gets you until the fourth quarter when somebody's gonna have to make a play and credit to nick mullins he almost pulled it off last week
0: he really wasn't bad honestly (laughs) I don't know how much of a downgrade it is at this point if you don't have Baker Mayfield in there. I mean, sure, it's it's a downgrade, but I don't think it's that significant. I think the biggest one is is Jarvis Landry because when you look at this team, Donovan Peoples Jones the the guy the, the funny thing about DPJ is he got off to a, a really ugly start early on. And then he started making some nice grabs in that game against Vegas. But you've got to help, you've got to help a guy like Mullins out. I tweeted this. It, you get your third string quarterback and you have to come down when he's dropping dimes 35 yards downfield dude you got to hold on to that football but he did target him eight times in the game which i think is pretty significant so even if Mullins starts you're looking at what he attempted 30 passes in that game matt and eight of them went to people's jones that's a 27 percent target share so yeah if landry's out and 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 mayfield's still out I would go to look. I would look to go back to a DPJ at a, at a cheap price point. If all of these guys are active, though, assuming that Landry's back, how do you approach the passing game? We'll get to Chubb because that's a lot more cut and dry. We'll get there in a second.
2: Yeah, it absolutely is more cut and dry. Yeah, I was looking at some optimal lineup percentages. Uh, but- our, uh, I was creating the contenders video for this slate here, and Landry was showing up in the optimal lineup around 37% of the time. And obviously that's hedging a little bit based on some of those uh, simulations where he just doesn't play at all. But, you know, it's really hard here because I think it's there's almost more clarity to the passing game if he's out, but the overall potential of the offense is higher if he's in. I think you probably see Landry leading the team in target share, but... Donovan Peoples Jones is probably going to lead the team in air yards share as he did last week. He had 54% of the team's air yards last week. And, you know, there's obviously more variability when players get uh, targeted downfield versus near the line of scrimmage. But as you said, it was drops that really led to the inefficiency for Donovan Peoples Jones. I still think they might go right back to him. He's still the deep option in this passing game. The problem is this passing game is probably only going to pass 30, maybe 35 times unless they are coming from behind here, which they might be against the Green Bay Packers.
0: Matt, throughout the show, I'll throw you uh, single lines from Christmas movies. See if you can name them. Here's one. Very difficult. One word. Half. 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 I'll give you a hint. This man is no longer alive.
2: See oh, if chat can get it.
0: Half. <laughs> it's one of my favorite spots for a movie. All right,
2: I'm, I'm excited to find out.
0: Okay. Um, do you have any other interest in the pass catchers from Cleveland?
2: Uh, I can roll with Njoku. I think Njoku is fine at the, the salary he's at, but... Honestly, our, our projections right now have Austin Hooper a little bit better, even though he is the higher salary player, 3,800 on DraftKings. Beyond that, I get it. It's a two game slate, but it's not a showdown slate. Do we really need to play players like Harrison Bryant, no. who are averaging 3.8 expected fantasy points over their last six weeks, or, you know, Rashad Higgins at 3.4 expected fantasy points? I think these are really low probability bets
0: you you don't have to and, and that's the thing right you have you had harrison bryant last week who scored and, and there were you know many victory laps which is fine I, I i didn't have an issue with it but it was nine fantasy points and that's kind of the thing if, if you're playing harrison bryant you need a touchdown and you're hoping he gives you that two for 11 and a score right <laughs> yeah that's kind of what you're looking for because david Njoku and joko and granted austin hooper was out that game targeted five times had a beautiful grab in the end zone, man, over top of the defender, just straight like beast mode stuff, and got the toe in, but the heel came down out of bounds. Uh, It was a beautiful, beautiful grab. So I still think he'll be involved. Austin Hooper, though, is is going to be active in this game. He was out on the COVID-19 list. So, yeah, if Harrison Bryant was playing alongside Njoku and Hooper was still out, that's fine. But now you're talking about your third string wide, uh, tight end, and that's where it gets a little bit ugly. I don't have a problem getting the Hooper or Njoku on a two game slate. If you look at the tight end position, <clears throat> it's it's pretty ugly because it's it's essentially Zach Ertz, and then it really just falls off a cliff. Zach Ertz uh, is the on this slate at least your, your preeminent tight end on this slate, uh, and that's why I think you'll get a little bit of ownership a on bit him. Maybe not. That. What is
2: that Go ahead. Hurts is the preeminent tight end of a slate. I know it's a two game slate, but
0: well, just the preeminent. What does preeminent mean, Matt?
2: The The best of the.
0: No lies detected, sir. <laughs> he's, the, he's the best one on the slate by a mile. All right. No, you're um, not wrong. You're not wrong. We don't. have Why do why is he not in our ownership projection? That might hold on oh i know why because they're not updated (laughs) that that, that could be well i saw all these cleveland players i was like oh it must be it must be do we have ownership updated maybe on another tab
2: i i checked this morning i don't think we have it as of right now okay we we could kind of talk about like where we kind of think these players are gonna get ownership i you know obviously in a two game slate. All players are viable. So even, you know, we say, like, do you really have to get to a player? In a large field tournament, go for a player like Harrison Bryant. But obviously with Hooper coming back, as you mentioned, the probability of him hitting becomes lower. I think you do see players who are really strong plays, especially at the onesie positions, you'll see their ownership really start to creep up in these two game slates. If you're not used to 50%, 60% ownership, uh, get used to it because that's what you end up seeing in these two-game slates of the chalky players, especially if they are what the, the majority of the field considers good chalk.
0: No doubt. And hey, uh, Eric got it immediately, because we're on like a seven... Tyler, what's the delay? Maybe seven seconds, right? Eric got it immediately. It was Bernie Mac from it Bernie Mac from Bad Santa, where they pretended the car broke down, the, the little fella, right? The little fella pretends a car breaks down. And, well, no, no, actually, that was when he kills him. But the, when they're negotiating, they're negotiating once Bernie Mac finds them out. He discovers their, their, their scam, right? And their plot. And they're negotiating. And they can't, they have no idea how to negotiate. And he just keeps saying half. And then he goes, ha. Ah. And finally, they <laughs> shake on half. And then they kill him, of course. But nice one, Eric. Very solid. That impressed me. That's a man who knows good flicks. So, okay, we get through Cleveland, but we got to hit on Nick Chubb. I, I know that this offense is is not great, but Nick Chubb, and I was actually surprised to see this, Matt. He's over 1,000 a, a yards in 11 games. So he the it feels like he's having a worse season than he is, oddly. It feels like he has been – is that just me, or does it feel like Nick Chubb maybe hasn't been as good as his numbers actually suggest on paper?
2: Yeah, that might be the case. And also he's had some down fantasy games where like his yeah. highs have been very high, but he's That's still true. had games of eight, 7.9, 5.9, 9.5 fantasy points. So I think our, hey, that's the way it is. Fantasy football distorts our perception of players a lot. But in terms of elusivity and breakaway ability, he's the same old Nick Chubb. He's top 10 in juke rate, which is evaded tackles per touch. He's top 10 in breakaway run rate, which is ability to turn a rush into 10 yards or more. So to me, he's the same old player. He's not getting enough receiving work consistently to be considered that bell cow back. But on a two game slate where you're just want guaranteed touches from a good player you're probably going to get 22 to 27 total opportunities for nick chubb so you know that's kind of invaluable i know he needs a lot to hit 3x he probably needs like 23 points here not something he hasn't hit in a couple weeks but
1: with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere
0: dearly beloved we are gathered here today to. has anyone seen the bride and groom
1: sorry even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life.
2: No purchase necessary. VDW. Revoid. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Green Bay's defense is good. I don't think they just completely shut shut Chuck down.
0: I don't either. And he had 23 carries last week. Got so... He got... He found the end zone and they called it back on an offensive holding, which was rough. But I, with, without without kareem hunt i don't see how they don't get as much possible to to nick chubb here to me this is uh this is a very easy spot i still really like him i built some lineups last night already and i have some lineups with nick chubb with jonathan taylor with aaron Rodgers, and Devonte adams that i actually like now, I'm, I'm saying this now you're going to want to try and be different in those other spots right Those secondary cheap spots because everyone's going to try and do this but it's definitely possible 66% of snaps last week. Um he was far more involved than Dearness Johnson. And I, I think this is just one of those places where I'm gonna get to. And I, I don't I, I don't care if he has some up and down games. The Green Bay Packers, the spot to hit them too. You you, you gotta try and hit them on on the ground, especially if your quarterback is Mayfield or Keenum or 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 Mullins. So um they, they have to scheme Nick Nick Chubb to get him the ball as much as possible. Now, on the other side of this, I've got a little something for you. I was listening to the uh, Pat McAfee show the other day, right? On my way to the dentist and then to the barber. And I thought to myself, this might be relevant. So McAfee's asking about the record, right? He can break the record tomorrow, right? This is recorded Friday morning for those of you listening on Christmas Day. And he's talking about it. And then he goes, well, the record for most touchdowns in Green Bay history from quarterback to receiver is me and Jordy, but I'm tied with, but that's tied with me and Devontae Adams. He goes, it would be really cool for me to get Devontae Adams, Matt, for me to get Devontae Adams that touchdown. And I thought, you know what? That is actually a narrative that I'm willing to entertain. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm also willing to entertain Devontae Adams anytime touchdown score as well. I would even, I'm even going to be placing some wagers, you know, maybe half a unit on Devontae Adams' first score at plus 550. If there was ever a time, plus 550 is pretty good for Devontae Adams against a pretty stagnant Cleveland offense at home at Lambeau Field in the cold on Christmas Day. Woo! Dude, give me that all day long.
2: That? Okay, I was about to come in here and talk about how Cleveland's defense has looked like one of the better units in the league. PFF rates them extremely highly all of a sudden. But I, I legitimately think Aaron Rodgers might call Devontae Adams' number if they get to the goal line. He could gotcha. call their number, his number three straight times. Like Plus, first, he's, second, the best, he's the best. he's the best
0: guy in the red zone anyway, right? It's not like he's forcing it to a scrub.
2: It's not a bad play, and also Rodgers is is in total degaff mode in terms of play calling. like oh, he's yeah. doing whatever he wants out there. Here's something I, we don't to spend too much time here. I, I know we want to stay on these games, but like I really do wonder if Adams and Rodgers, if they leave Green Bay, they go somewhere as a package deal, which is insane to think.
0: Be about. crazy. Well, that would probably uh, rule out D- Denver, though, right? Because they just gave Judy and and Patrick, or no, I'm not Judy Sutton and Patrick, uh, three year contracts
2: hey you know sometimes those little decisions that they think are getting them set up for the future to lure people might actually hurt them in the long run if they don't if they're on the same wavelength as the the quarterback so or maybe uh, like a sutton
0: or a judy comes back in that trade like you could have a judy come back in that trade potentially it could work i guess
2: yeah that that's actually really interesting uh you know Still a bunch of years left on that rookie deal, so super cheap and a, a huge talent there. I mean, Adams, obviously, you know, he had a down game last week, which was seven targets, six receptions, finds his way in the end zone, and the Ravens admitted that they were, their game plan defensively was let anyone but Devontae Adams beat us, and that's why you saw a huge game from Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I still think you're going to see some variability to for all production other than to Devonte Adams. Devonte Adams is going to show up in the optimal lineup like 70 to 80% of the time in simulations. He's it, it, just such a great play. There aren't a ton of alpha wide receivers here, especially considering that Indianapolis sometimes just moves completely away from the pass and Arizona's wide receiver core is in flux. Adams at that position where you need a lot of wide receivers and there's not a lot of consistency. He looks like one of the best plays on the slate by far.
0: No question now here's a big point of uh of emphasis mv marquez valdez scanling has COVID 19 or is on the COVID 19 uh, who knows at this point right but he's on the COVID 19 list and that is significant because he was placed there on tuesday it's a short week they're not playing sunday so less turnaround for him to get off of this we'll have to see if he's active or not if he's if he's active I think MVS is perfectly fine. Loved him last week against that Baltimore secondary that gives up big play after big play. Uh, Rogers made one of the nastiest throws I've ever seen in my life to MVS last week, but I still think Alan Lazard is totally reasonable. I mean, this is a guy who last week was kind of uh, passed over for, for MVS. But prior to that, he had 13 targets in, in, in two games combined. Um, He will get some looks in the red zone and you know, he probably he's, he's pretty much the, the wide receiver too, along with MVS. It just depends on the week. So that's interesting to me. But if MVS is out, then you have to because Randall, don't forget Randall Cobb is on the IR. So then you have to start looking at, all right, who does anyone benefit from this? Does it end up being uh, Josiah Deguara, who has been, you know, used not frequently, but, you know, your three or four targets a game. Uh, or an equinemius Saint Brown, or somebody like that. I, I think ESB could be a one of those ways that if you're going, like I said, with the Jonathan Taylor, and you're going with the Devontae Adams and the Nick Chubb, if, if this equinemius Saint Brown is in or uh, is is there at minimum salary, and MVS ends up sitting, that could be a way to get different. But um, yeah, it's actually big news for a two game slate.
2: I don't hate that call. Uh, he did clear concussion protocol, equanimity St. Brown yesterday. So yeah, a flat min player getting thrown passes from Aaron rodgers That's, that's pretty interesting. If you want to go there too, you could look at Mercedes Lewis who, you know, 4.9 expected fantasy points like per that. game is not nothing. Obviously it's the quarterback and the game environment that you go for. And Daguara is fine as well at just three K. So I, I think one of the other things too, is you got to look at like the, the, The Packers defense, even if you have one of these receiving options, you can totally do that. You can kind of break some of the main slate rules for a two-game slate, especially if Baker Mayfield isn't activated. Don't be afraid to play one of these uh, receivers from Green Bay, especially if it's one of these low-salary ones and the Green Bay defense that could be in a really good spot if they're playing a backup quarterback.
0: All right, Matt, you ready for one? Ready for another one? Let's do it. Simplest thing ever. but i didn't say fudge cut the stream if he doesn't know this
2: i i am blanking i'm sorry i'm sure i've seen this one help him out chat that's the easiest one in the books (laughs) he plays outro music oh is this (laughs) my my fiance my fiance is i love her so much she's sending me the answer i cannot i cannot will well your fiance's
0: got some common sense and some some she's a well-reasoned girl no. Oh, no. and you my should be lucky to have
2: oh no this is terrible no one's mad this is it's obviously a christmas story i'm okay, sorry i right just want to know shame my family
0: i want to know is she ashamed of you and is she regretting bringing you to pittsburgh
2: i just got a text pull it together <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, you got a good one there. Yeah, when exactly, uh, Method Man, Judge, when changing the tire. Yeah, he drops the lug nuts. It's the lug nuts, or I think it was the lug nuts. I can't remember. But it goes, up and, dude. I can't believe you. I thought I was giving you a layup.
2: That's all right. I, I okay. Right. So, A Christmas Story was just one that it was always on, and I left the room when I was a kid. It like didn't hook me. Maybe it was the timing i'm wrong i understand that i'm wrong in this situation what i'm just was, trying to tell you my truth
0: what was the great <laughs> reward that they put in the window that said fred on the box
2: the is it the red the riding the the sled <laughs> tyler tell him or is it the lamp there you go it's the leg lamp okay the leg lamp yeah 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 I'm, I'm your engagement there. might get broken
0: off after this show. And I, I feel just got a
2: yes, it's over. So this is going <laughs> great this morning.
0: <laughs> Talk to me about, uh, and by the way, the Mercedes Lewis call, I think is actually a pretty good one. He, cause he'll get some looks in the red zone. Uh, I'm trying, I say, I always say we're going to do short shows. So I'm trying to get back on track here. This is too much fun. <laughs> Such <though>. liars. <laughs> it's too much fun, man. Uh, I like the Mercedes Lewis call. I really do. I think that's solid. The, Rogers likes him when when the options are kind of depleted. So I'm there, like you said. We but with ESB, it's a total toss up. You know, it's a it's a it's a shot in the dark. But you know, I, I'm willing to get there too. Anyway, Matt, what are you doing with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon? Are are, are you getting there, or do you worry you uh, might shoot your eye out?
2: okay okay i see where you're going with that okay there you go (laughs) Um, all right i gave you uh, a final chance to i'm trying to lock in here i'm trying to lock i have some moves i think aaron jones and and aj Dillon are both interesting tournament plays because of how much i like the passing game here you know cleveland's defense has not been bad at all as we were starting to talk about earlier in pff's team defensive grades they're actually fifth best in the nfl And they're 12th best, or excuse me, seventh best in points allowed per play. So I think there's a possibility that this game becomes a little bit more playoffs-esque than we think it's going to be with this pretty high, what is it, up to 46-point total? It was a little lower earlier in the week. I think with this running game, I kind of like the lower salary player, which is Dylan, and he's gotten more of an opportunity share than Jones over the last few weeks. Maybe Jones is a little more healthy this time, but I think Jones is the real contrarian play here. Only 9.9 expected fantasy points per game since coming back from that injury. That's that's not even very good for a two-game slate.
0: It's really not. So if you're wrapping up Green Bay, anything else you want to hit on here?
2: Everything other than Aaron Rodgers and DeVonte Adams is is a tournament play only in my opinion it's secondary exactly aj Dillon, probably my favorite and then i don't really care which one you choose but i think you only choose one non-devante adams pass catcher here
0: i like that and and i love rogers man listen rogers at home he really is as good as it gets one interception he's 15 to one intercept touchdown interception ratio this year at home like he's great And yeah, if you guys wanna tail me on that, we'll have some fun on Christmas afternoon. Plus 550, first touchdown, Devontae Adams. I'm usually, obviously I'm usually not on those bets, but this is one I'm willing to dabble a little bit, Matt. I think it's nice. Hey, shout out to our sponsor, Jack Market. Merry Christmas to them and to all of you, because, well, if you use the promo code AWESOME, you get a $50 deposit bonus when you sign up and deposit for the first time and I tell everybody this it's a, it's it's turning this uh, fantasy dfs into the stock market where you can buy sell hold shares of players throughout the day make minute down to the hour the minute all the way down to the second really and you can use their pregame ipo that open that, that, that you can do throughout the day after using uh the research you've done the shows that you've watched here at awesome the articles you've read all of the tools that we've got for free over at awesome as well to find players that are going to get steamed throughout the day that you're getting at a phenomenal price you can hold them you can buy more you can sell them throughout the game before the game however you want to do it and like i said when you use the promo code osmo you get a 50 dollars deposit bonus when you sign up for the first time but here's the best part they got a first market guarantee which means that if you lose in your first nfl or nba market boom up to a hundred dollars refunded straight back to you into your account nobody else is doing that and nobody else has uh free jock market ipo projections like we do at awesomo.com th- uh, free 365 days of the year to help you beat the market check it out j-o-c-k space m-k-t jock market in the app store google play store wherever that may be and be sure to use the promo code Awesomeo to get that $50 when you sign up and deposit for the first time, get in on that Christmas day action, man, basketball and football happening on Christmas day, the 25th of December. Can't beat it. Sponsor of the strategy show. That's jock market. J O C K M K T. All right, Matt Indianapolis, Jonathan Taylor. What more needs to be said about this fella? He is the number two fantasy point producer in the league behind only Cooper cup, clearly the number one running back, which, Let's just, a little disclaimer here, or uh, what should we say? An aster- I'm not going to put an asterisk next to him, but if Derrick Henry was playing, we might have a real battle. You know, that's all I'm saying.
2: That's that's extremely fair, and I think Jonathan Taylor would probably agree, but <laughs> he, he has completely taken the league by storm. and I think there was a podcast. I, I, he did it with one of the bigger names. It was like with, with Adam Schefter, I believe, or Ian Rappaport, one of those bigger names in the NFL. And he said that the rushing title meant a lot to him or the prospect of gaining the rushing title meant a lot to him. And let's just talk about the talent because when he bursts through the hole right now, I don't know if there's a better running back in the open field in football right now. Derrick Henry has got unbelievable size speed combination but did you see Jonathan Taylor looking to the sideline and actively checking whether he should go down and then still outrunning all the New England Patriots yeah. secondary yeah. players on the way to a 67-yard touchdown man. like Remarkable. how does that happen how does how does an elite athlete get so much better than all the other elite athletes on the field it's a cool it's a cool spot we're seeing for Jonathan Taylor
0: and 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 also amazing is the fact that they knew that they were going to try and run the clock out there, that they were, you know, Green, New England was making a fourth quarter comeback as apparently every night game has. this, Like every night game is just, okay, the game is dog shit until the fourth quarter. And now here comes the comeback. It's like an NBA game at this point. It's like but, Madden.
2: It's like playing the computer in Madden.
0: It is. And he still broke through that hole for a 67-yard touchdown. This guy has like all of the longest touchdown runs and receptions in the season. Uh, I don't, I don't see how to get away from. Did you see what his, uh, did you see what his prop is? His, his rushing yards prop on odd shopper.
2: What is it? Take a guess. Um, it is probably around 90 yards. 105. Oh boy. And we've got him projected
0: at 105. So we have it as a, you know, neutral bet, but 105. I'll tell you though, I love, and over at odd shopper, everything is totally free. Uh, it's, the parlay builder has been crushing dude look at some of the tweets we got rolling in you don't have to do any work it it, it gives you the best odds on a parlay the best highest roi high, highest win rate parlay that you want you can do it for dogs you can do it to 10x you could i, I have one going right now with plus 2300 odds we just hit last night on under for debo samuel rushing so i got three more heading into the weekend Hit another big one the other day just using this parlay builder. It's awesome. I was even tipsy building one the other day because I didn't need to do any research. But anyway, Jonathan Taylor, expected win rate 66% on over receiving yards, 24% expected ROI. We got him projected a lot higher than that. 14 and a half receiving yards is the prop right now at DK, at Fandle, where the odds are the best, minus 114 to the over. Um, I love that bet because this is not – forget about what you saw with Arizona last week. It was, a, it was a disappointing, ugly, heinous, really, game against the Detroit Lions, but shout-out to Dan Campbell and the Lions because I love those underdog stories. Uh, but they're going to need to pass more. They're going to have to pass more. They'll lean on the run. Found, you know That is the foundation of this offense. But I think Taylor gets involved as a pass catcher. Over 14-and-a-half is my favorite prop for this game. Go ahead,
2: Matt. I dig that. I dig that a lot. And, yeah, I agree here. I think you do see a bounce-back performance from the Arizona side of the ball. So I don't think Indianapolis' defense is good enough to stop them. And so that affects how I am projecting the Indianapolis Colts' offense as well. I think you could see Taylor being used through the air more often. I think Michael Pittman becomes a strong play here. And I was looking at Odd Shopper, too, because I'm in PA, so I can bet this week oh, instead that's of in beautiful. New York. Yeah even even my wonderful fiance please don't leave uh will she was like let's get in on a parlay so we're gonna be hitting up odds shopper in a way that we usually don't get to on christmas day for some action and one of the things i was looking at is actually the passing attack from the from the indianapolis colts thinking that this game with a 49 point total which is pretty high this week it's not it's not the highest on the slate but it's pretty solid here i think the over on Carson Wentz uh, completions is kind of a no-brainer here. And you could even do the over on the yardage here. It's 209.5 passing yards, 19.5 completions. We have him projected for over on both things, especially on the passing yards. We have him projected for almost 30 yards more than his current passing yards prop line. I think he's another player that you could look at when you're when you're building out parlays as well I know the first player everyone's thinking is Jonathan Taylor but if this game turns into a shootout because of the way Arizona is playing then Carson Wentz is going to have to keep pace
0: absolutely and you can same game parlay some of that stuff too just be very careful about what odds you're getting you know because a lot of these are correlated so yeah, you, know, you might not you might be better just singling some of these, but I like that as well. And by the way, the shoes I was talking about was DVS, Matt. DVS was like a super popular skateboarding brand. but I just it just came to me now. See, I'm awake. <laughs> we're awake now. <laughs> okay. DVS, I just I used to rock those all and Nike used to have the sickest skateboarding shoes back in the day, too. And then they kind of changed up the style, but they were the sickest. Uh Poppy, thank you for the Poppy. Uh, thank you, Poppy. Rocks, ro- rocks. I'm assuming. Thank you for the super chat. Awesome. A premium started in week nine and have turned 25 into 300. Stick, dude. That's solid ROI. Best that's advice awesome. ever. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, dude. Anthony Ruiz. Give him one of the best Christmas movies ever. A Die Hard reference. Well, not a Christmas movie, but thanks for the super chat. Now, I-, I guess it is. I don't know. It takes place at a Christmas party, right? So. Mm-hmm. I guess. Tyler Zander is just real disappointed in me right now. But well, does
2: every movie that takes that has parts of the movie that take place at Christmas? Is that a Christmas movie? Isn't right, like it a Christmas be.
0: movie? Shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Hey, um I think the Colts passing game. We just we both agree. Just, you know, if you can play Jonathan Taylor, you get him in there, right?
2: Yeah, of course. Yeah. I I it's him or Adams. I don't know how you leave a lineup with both of them off.
0: right? it's two games though so i mean i'm not opposed to saying you know what uh maybe some lineups you don't have jonathan taylor but the the weakness in this or arizona defense is the run game craig reynolds just dropped like a buck 25 on him or some shit the other day so yeah it's 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 a great spot i'm actually really fascinated by this passing game because none of these guys are particularly good and they've just been throttling other teams or at least able to, to keep their foot off the gas in the passing game with Carson Wentz attempting 34 passes over the last two games combined to only 20 in week 11. So he has three straight games with, or sorry, one against Tampa. He had to throw a lot, but then 20, 22, 12, that's going to drop these salaries. It's going to drop the overall appeal on these guys, which to me means guys like Jack Doyle, guys like T Y Hilton, Zach Pascal. Hell, even like an Austin Doolin, but mostly Hilton, Pascal, and uh, and Doyle, because Pitt, Pittman's the, the obvious alpha in this offense. But even him, uh, all of them become very appealing to me on a day where Arizona might actually score a lot of points and Indy actually has to throw. So these guys are dirt cheap. Pittman's prices come down. is the cheapest they're gonna be because they've leaned on the run lately. I I like getting here. This is one of those spots that I think will make a huge difference today Uh, And you have to feel the same way to some extent because you're on the over for Carson Wentz passing yards.
2: 100%. 100%. I do like the auxiliary weapons here. It's sort of the same deal where I only really feel comfortable playing one of those options, only unless I'm talking like a millionaire maker, a really, really large field tournament. Everybody except for Jack Doyle is at or better than their salary-based expectations. The one who I'm really looking at, though, is Michael Pittman, You know, what we see in the stat line is another five-target game for Michael Pittman, and he's had exactly five targets in three of his last five starts. But he had five targets running nine routes before getting ejected. So that's very, very different than five targets on 33 routes like he had in Week 10 against Jacksonville. I think the usage... I forgot
0: about that awful ejection.
2: It it was... uh, Let's not get started on NFL refereeing. We could go another 40 minutes, but I... I think Michael Pittman at 5,100 on a slate like this, where a lot of people are gravitating to players like Devontae Adams or pass catchers on the Arizona side could get overlooked here. Uh, I guess I guess our latest ownership projections might actually prove that wrong. He has a 48.7% projected ownership now. Thanks to Alex Baker for getting that updated, but he's in the optimal lineup a solid amount of time here. So I, I do think that you could get to Michael Pittman it's like, it's really hard for me to guess which one of these auxiliary weapons I want against this Arizona defense, though I do agree with you, they look okay this week.
0: I'm gonna spray with with them. Pasco, with T.Y. Hilton, with Jack Doyle. I think it just makes too much sense not to in a game with a 48 total, which is pretty significant. Um, speaking of Alex Baker, hit that subscribe button. Let's make a man's dreams come true and get to uh, 69,420 subscribers by the end of Christmas day, God, would that be great? What are we at now, Tyler? Let me know if you get a chance because we only needed 200 yesterday and hit that thumbs up. Also free content on the site. NFL ownership projections are free for tomorrow and NBA Christmas day NBA player, NBA Christmas day player projections are also free. So we got a lot of fun coming up tomorrow, Matt. Let's wrap this up with Arizona. Uh, I'm going to scrap the lineup, Bill Tyler, because people are traveling. I don't want this show to go too long where they just don't have time. Um, let's talk about Arizona. DeAndre Hopkins, obviously on the IR. Rondo Moore's questionable. And the big news, James Conner thinks he's going to play with that heel injury, but it, it looks like he could be a legitimate game time decision, which would make Chase Edmonds the best value on the slate.
2: If he doesn't. 100%. 100%. Play. 100% easy as that. And. I do I do have to add that running backs kind of overestimate their ability to play, uh, in the next game early in the week. In my opinion, I know that's a little bit narrative based. They're hoping that Connor can suit up, but obviously there is clarity. If Connor is out, Edmonds becomes a, the obvious best value at 4,800 on DraftKings, the sixth highest salary running back. That would make no sense. Uh, fundamentally mispriced at that point. But still, the passing game here. Kyler Murray, I think we we didn't actually glean all that much about what the DeAndre Hopkins-less wide receiver core is actually going to look like because the game script was all out of whack for them last week. You know, it's possible that we see another come-from-behind effort in place because the Colts do have a strong running game. They, they can control the clock here, but I do think that we're going to see some variability in the target share. I know Christian Kirk, Led the team in targets last week. Zach Ertz right behind them. I think it was 12 and 11 targets last week. So they're pretty solid bets here. I'm looking at Kirk as our second best wide receiver in terms of projections. The field is kind of right there, the 42% projected ownership at this point. I kind of feel like if I'm playing the ownership game and I'm, I'm going with the chalk, I almost kind of want Zach Ertz the obvious the preeminent tight end honestly, and then i'll just differentiate elsewhere
0: i like that i like that and i'm with you uh i, I like arts quite a bit he's going to be popular there's no doubt uh other tight ends just to throw out there for you guys if you're looking to just get really cheap i do think mercedes lewis is perfectly reasonable here i really do um <clears throat> you, you have you just have to look at it like what else does it get me and it will get you a, a lot it'll upgrade you nicely that Packers have a 27 point implied total, you know, so that's significant to me. Um, Yeah. I, I I just, for all, for all of you wondering, like, since we're going game by game, are there any other spots? Yeah. Jack Doyle, it's not exciting, but if this turns into a shootout, which it very possibly could, that's why I love the over on Taylor receiving yards. Matt likes the over on because Taylor's going to be involved regardless The over on Wentz uh, passing yards. And Jack Doyle coming off of a a really big game only just a couple weeks ago, remember against Tampa, where again, against a high powered offense, they were forced to throw and he had seven for 81 and a score. So yes, there's no doubt. The best tight end option is Zach Ertz. But at the same time, if you need to get cheaper, those are your options, but he's going to project as by far the best one. And in the, uh, on the ground, uh, I'll say this as we wrap it up, Matt, send everybody about their way on the eve of Christmas. Uh, (laughs) james connor if he's active and not limited and chase edmonds is active which there's no reason he won't be at this point that just makes this a very unappealing spot to me and probably i look to not fade the run game but i will be underweight on it because indy is a pass funnel defense their secondary has become uh, improved over this the last month but they are a pass funnel defense they have done a very good job of limiting opposing teams rushing attacks and that that concerns me enough to where sure connor might fall into the end zone but with Edmonds back in the mix even though he wasn't used in the passing game last week i think he will be this week and uh, i'm not huge on on that mix right there in a tough spot on the ground
2: i think that's very fair i think anytime we're talking about the game having a high total it could easily shoot out and go over it's 48 49 point total here and a lot of the pass catchers on both sides of the ball are looking like they're going to be very popular, then you can get contrarian and play the rushers on those same teams in large field tournaments. I think just from a game theory, a game strategy standpoint, that makes a lot of sense. But there is a ton of ambiguity. Edmonds is probably the healthier back at this point in his second game back from injured reserve. Connor has been the better back all season, and he's been by far the preferred option at the goal line. So assuming health, like assuming the same amount of health, you probably just want Connor in a vacuum, but it gets so dicey here. I think I'm probably just going to have more Kyler Murray and more of the passing game here, hoping for a bounce back performance. One thing I do want to add here, Antoine Wesley. I don't know if we see this again here, because again, this was a comeback effort against the Detroit Lions. But he had, he's had eight targets over the last three weeks. He was targeted in the end zone last week, and so if you want another off the wall play here, uh Wesley, yeah, all all eight targets over the last three weeks, excuse me, came last week. And wow, so, I like uh, that. You know, may- maybe he's getting into this into this lineup a little bit more. tied with AJ Green in target share.
0: I like it. All right, Matt, one more for you. It's turbo time. Tyler, do you know it? He does. Okay.
2: I'm getting crushed. This is God. I might as well be Gajewski over here.
0: You real I was about to say the same thing. I'm I I don't I don't know if if I'm disappointed or offended.
2: This one I've seen though. This one this is like a 90s movie, right?
0: Uh yeah. It's Ben Ross's favorite movie. <laughs>
2: Jing- jingle all the way. Yep. That sounds like Jingle
0: right all word. the way, man. I mean, look, I didn't do you any favors with that Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, but (laughs) it's it's jingle all the way. Hey, uh, we got a ton of showdown contests coming up, two on Saturday, one on Sunday. Well, really a lot of but Sunday, one on Monday night. Uh, If you want to take advantage of our Express Pass, it's less than four dollars a week. All of our showdown tools the ownership the the top uh the single game top plays tool which is an insanely insanely helpful tool people swear by it and have won tons of money using it alex baker awesome himself number one ranked dfs player out there built all of these tools we have main slate content for that as well and all of the tiers content uh really i should be promoting the the awesome plus platinum where you get 25 percent off when you use uh nfl strategy promo code but I honestly think right now, if you're looking to get in on the best one with all of these showdown slates coming up, it is the express pass. It's less than four bucks, especially if the wallet's a little tight uh coming into the holiday season. But this has been fun as always, Matt. Always always a pleasure doing these shows with you, man.
2: Yeah, you too, man. Merry Christmas. Hope you and the fam are well. Excited to keep keep rolling this season. It's been it's been a great second year doing the show. This was the sprint matchups version on this eve of Christmas Day. Yes, it was. I liked it.
0: It was Merry Christmas to you and the family. Tell your fiance, uh, I'm proud for reeling, reeling your ass in on this Christmas Eve morning. (laughs) Shout out to Tyler Zander for producing this show, getting up with us early. Appreciate you, man. And to all of you guys have a great Christmas, phenomenal holiday season. We'll see you back here very shortly. Stay safe and we'll catch you soon on the awesome NFL strategy show presented by Jock Market. Peace. Christmas, you filthy animal.